Hello everybody. My name is Lavanya and you're listening to yet another episode of the Full Time Show, Sports Stars Indian Super League special podcast where we review every single game of the league every single day. Now when we talk about the two cities Chennai and Bangalore a healthy rivalry sort of comes to your mind. Now this could be in terms of the cultures of the city its um political legacies sporting legacies the history that the two cities have and of course also the sambar the varieties of sambar that you get in either cities and the debate of which is the better one. The ISL also has a healthy rivalry sort of stewing around these two teams in the league and uh, this isn't very old I mean it's not like an age old rivalry or anything it's just about a couple of seasons old and hence this was such a big ticket match going into the fixture on Sunday uh, Bengaluru and Chennai have v- had very similar runs so far in the sense that uh, Bengaluru has managed three draws in three matches and they just have three points considering they're defending champions they were coming into this game with a lot of pressure Chennai on the other hand no wins they've had one draw and no goals scored yet so it was a lot on the line for both these teams coming into this fixture but as we now know Bengaluru has just walked away with those three points with a 3-0 win over Chennai Now on a normal day I think we would sit and celebrate because there were a lot of high points for Bengaluru a team that was sort of struggling all through to really bring its A game up onto the field but I think this game sort of ended on a sad note for everybody simply because it now puts Chennai in a very very sticky spot in terms of how their campaigns going to go it doesn't help that after the match was done in the post match press conference John Gregory sort of dropped a not very unforeseen bomb but a little bit of a shocker essentially when he said that it's probably time for somebody else to take over so now as things stand heading into the international break we do not know if we're still going to find gregory coming out as the team's coach when this break ends so it's a little bit of a sad note to begin this podcast with but there is the game that we still have to discuss Now I'm sort of here today alone uh because the person who was supposed to be doing this podcast with me my colleague Sham Vasudevan is a little sick but then I managed to just catch up with him right before he bundled himself up back home um to sort of get his thoughts on the game and he ended up rambling about it anyway because that's just how crazy this game was one-sided but crazy so here's what Sham had to say when I caught up with him earlier Hey guys, Sham here and I'm sorry I won't be able to do today's full time show. Um I'm having a terrible cold and I have a terrible throat as you can tell. Hope it doesn't sound good. I'm not sure. I'm Batman. But yeah, so um it was it was a crazy game today. So I was blogging the Bangalore FC vs Chennai FC match and I think it was a terrific contest and uh, Bangalore outplayed Chennai in all departments. Um the first 25 30 minutes completely belonged to the home side and there was just I mean Chennai was just this it looked like um you know they also rans they had nothing to do the first 30 minutes and bengaluru simply outpowered them in every department and that um, you know eric patel making his first start of the season and that was a great start and of course sunil chetri scoring his first goal of the season was i read in the blog saying it will be one of the contenders for goal of the season so i think um yeah the first 30 was undoubtedly bengaluru's and then chennai did show some sort of um, structure and stability after that but it was just a hint or rather a glimpse of what they had to offer and it remained a glimpse and a hint rather because those they didn't really have much to show in the second half either and it was bengaluru all the way and um i think chennai had 
little to no openings at all they were unable to create openings at all and when they did receive the ball when they did have a couple of attacking opportunities they just didn't know where to pass or where to how to stitch together a proper move and for example Rafael Crivellaro the side's um, striker this year who was roped in incidentally <laughs> for his namesake Rafael Augusto um, was honestly just wasteful on the night and just gave the ball way too many times whenever he got a chance he just ended up scuffing it or giving it away which is quite disappointing and speaking of Augusto although he did get a lot of stick from the Chennai NFC fans he did uh, live up to his hype and he did actually um, deliver the assist that led to Chetri's goal so kudos to him and of course the game ended on a positive note for Bengaluru as um, Semboy Haukip came on and he's lanky he's such a skinny lad and he actually got past Eli Sabia who's at least twice or thrice in, in, in size compared to him in, in, in terms of width at least and he actually got past him and sneaked the ball between Vishal Kett's feet um, to back the third and final goal of the game which was I think another huge boost um, for Bengaluru FC so overall it's it's just positives for Bengaluru for Chennai well they'll have to go back to the drawing board and figure out where they're going wrong and if you ask me where they went wrong it was just on the whole as a collective unit they failed the best player of the night was Vishal Kyat I think if not for his um, agility and reflexes and, and, and his allowed sharp saves probably would have considered at least 3-4 more goals but yeah so positive for Chennai FC being Vishal Kyat's reflexes and of course this talk um, Chong Gregory the Chennai FC coach did talk about um, him possibly stepping down after the game saying he was disappointed and he was as sad as anybody else and that he would sit and talk to the team owners about his future at the club and about the club and what to do so um, no ISL for the next 10 days as the Indian team is going to play its FIFA um, 2022 World Cup qualifiers against Oman and Afghanistan so in 10 days um, there's a lot to be done for Chennai FC a lot of things to be said and discussed and um, it'd be interesting to see if we do see Gregory back at the helm of Chennai FC he was set to quit last year but then so after Chennai FC made the AFC Cup he stayed back and um, it looks like he might just be on his way out so I think I pretty much did do the entire podcast I thought I was too sick but yeah um, it was quite it was quite a match Alright, so yes, this sort of sums up everything that happened both on and off the field in terms of the game between Bengaluru and Chennai. But I think we have a couple of points that we need to sort of draw away, positive and negative. For Bengaluru, the first bit definitely has to be the fact that they are now off the mark. They have a win. They have those three points. And that's going to be a huge boost for Carlos Quadrat's men going ahead in this tournament. Primarily because that deadlock is now broken. So, hopefully with this momentum, the team can go forward and start winning its fixtures. It also helps that this is a win at home. So, you have the whole uh, home crowd also backing you. It's great for a morale boost as far as the team's concerned. Uh, the other good thing is the fact that you know the sort of power the Bangalore frontline has. And we saw that firepower clicking today. We saw the likes of Partalo. We saw Chetri. They all gelled as a unit today. So you could see that in terms of how they took the game to Chennai. Chennai is a little bit of a helpless opponent. So I would ideally like to wait to see how Bangalore faces, say, a Jamshedpur or an ATK to sort of judge if they're back in true form. But a win's a win nevertheless. So Bangalore can definitely pat itself on the back for that. The other thing I think coming into this game is the fact that Eric Partalo got back into the squad today and he's made an instant sort of an impact in terms of just how uh, the midfield organized itself and the fact that he also scored the opener which wouldn't have been the case had Chetri sort of got his chance to get into the net but 
brilliant play from him the australian was very aggressive and that sort of rubbed off on the midfield and the front line as well so bangalore's got a lot of things clicking for itself and all of that seemed to come together in this game i don't really have anything to say about the defense for bangalore primarily because chennai never really took the game to its opponent up until say the last quarter of the game in the second half chennai tried to put its foot on the gas a little bit and we saw a couple of shots being attempted especially when uh, Vance Paul's shot sort of went wide Dhanpal also got a wide shot from a corner and uh, even Rafael Crivellaro uh, managed to get a save that Gurpreet sort of made to try and get back into the net again but that just did not work um i think in the fag end of the match when at around the 82nd or 83rd minute there were two very solid chances for Lucien Goyan and uh, Dhanpal Ganesh but both of them did not manage to go where they had to go so it was a little bit of i wouldn't say bad luck primarily because chennai's finishing was poor they did try if the effort was there but considering the kind of names in its front line and midfield that innovation the kind of creative play was just not there from chennai's side at all talking about chennai's defense i think the only noteworthy name should be vishal kheth um the fact that they conceded 3 is very telling of chennai's defense rather than its goalkeeper vishal kheth is the only reason that scoreline does not read a lot higher than it does right now beyond all of this the biggest takeaway for chennai which still hasn't managed to score a goal now in this season by the way oh and also this is not um just a season problem chennai has not scored a goal since february earlier this year and the last time they scored was incidentally against bengaluru chennai has also not scored an away goal since november 2018 so these are very dubious statistics to have against your name But again, this is not what the team's going to be focusing going into this international break because we don't know if John Gregory is going to be coming out as the coach of the team uh, when the team plays another 12-13 days later. At the post-match press conference, a very dejected John Gregory came out and he spoke a little uncertainly about his future with the two-time champion. Let's listen into what the man had to say. We can't uh, continue like this, to be honest. We can't. Um we consider ourselves to be a, a very very good club and um we're, we're hurting the whole club's hurting at the moment and uh, none more so than than myself um i've carried this club on my shoulders um for the last well, this is now my third year and um it's uh it's not easy it's not easy I um I've never worked so hard in my life I don't think than I have done in the last two and a half years. And uh it's a heavy load and it might be time for somebody else to take over. So I shall have a long chat with uh, Mrs. Dani in the next uh, 24 hours because um in my opinion the club always comes first. and uh we have to do what's best for the club and uh quite frankly right now uh this is the worst I've felt in two and a half years so um it hurts me to see the situation that my team is in that my club is in i'm uh, i'm an adopted chennai boy i have been for the last couple of years and um i'm hurting like hell more than you would ever believe and um i take it all very personal so i don't like to see my team in this situation at the moment 
the last couple of days have been a little bumming out considering the number of injury concerns that have come up for certain teams the staff concerns that have come up for certain others uh, poor form for a number of teams and a lot of rethinking for everybody in this league we've also had people falling sick you've heard how sham is now and i think i myself am coming down with something but the good news is that we have another 12 days where we're not going to be having any isl action it's the international break and it gives all of these teams some time to let their players recover and also rethink their strategies um heading into the remainder of the league after that but it's not a break from indian football necessarily because the blue tigers will be in action during this time uh india will take on afghanistan and oman in its fifa world cup qualifier ties and the good news here will be as we discussed in the review podcast a couple of days earlier that chetri is now among the goals he's finally managed to net one so that's good for us considering how dependent we are on this man to sort of shine on that international stage but we will have a lot to talk about uh, the blue tigers ahead of these two ties and we are going to be addressing that in separate episodes of this podcast so please make sure you stay tuned to the full time show a break does not mean a break for us in the studio we're still going to keep coming back with some interesting stuff for you and a lot of analysis not just for the ISL but also for the international team now if you're a returning listener if you've been following this podcast regularly through the course of the league thank you so much for joining us and for supporting us through the tournament if you're somebody who's listening to us for the first time what are you waiting for head over to whichever platform it is that you're listening to this podcast on and click that subscribe button so that you do not miss a single episode of the full time show but for now that's all we have for you from the studios at sportsda until next time goodbye and take care